hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see, getting this live stream kicked off. It is Wednesday, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, so it's time for another fish live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com, and I will be your host tonight. <laughs> anyway, waiting for some folks to pile in. Let's see who's first. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Who are going to be? Who are going to be? Um, I think it was Thomas last week. Let's see here. Jeff Rose. Hey, welcome. Jeff Rose, first one in the house. Thomas, number two. Close number two, Thomas. <laughs> hey, Sergeant. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Third, yep. I know, counting's hard, right, Jeremy? <laughs> All right, welcome, gentlemen. Welcome, glad you're here. So, gonna wait for just a couple other folks to pile in. Um, so it's been it's been crazy. I sent out fish this week. Um, this Mondays is when I send my fish. So I went to send my fish out Monday, and guess what? It was snowing again. We had a snowstorm Monday. All the fish got where they were going fine this week. Last week I had a little trouble, but this week they all got there just fine. So, so all is good, but man, it's almost May and the snow's still coming down. It's crazy. It should not be that way. <laughs> you don't move to Wyoming for the weather, let me tell you. So that's, that's kind of what I've been dealing with. It's so funny. It's uh, snowing one day and then it's like summertime the next and then it's rainy. It's just all over the place. It doesn't know what it's doing. So uh, hopefully it'll settle down here and we can have a real spring. Um, as soon as we get some people in, hey, Flynn, welcome. Glad you are here. Get a couple more in and then uh, and then we'll get going here. JH, hey, JH, Welcome. All the way from what, Puerto Rico? Is that right? Is that where you're at, JH? Um, Jim. Hey, Jim says, great advice last week on how to take care of live blackworms. Thanks again. You're welcome, Jim. I, I hope it's working for you. Hope your blackworms are doing well. Um, oh, Virgin Islands. All right. I knew it was somewhere where you had hurricane trouble, unfortunately. Uh, but glad you're here. All right. So first things first, I want to talk about something really important, um, which is the American Library Convention that is coming up. Um, so let me share this with y'all. If you don't know about it, here it is. This is the page for the American Library Association, the ALA, their 2018 convention. Go to this website, it's ala2018.org, or you can Google it, y'all know how to do that. And um, it's May 4th through 6th. So if you enjoy live-bearing fish at all, this, this is a great convention. These guys are awesome. And they're some of the nicest people you'll meet, too. Um, and there'll be a lot more there than what you normally see in pet stores. There'll be, there'll be those, too. You'll get guppies and you'll get sword tails and all that stuff. But you're also going to see and hear about a lot of fish that you've probably only seen pictures of or read about. Some of the goodyids, um, some of the wild-type fish that you can't find lots of places that you want to get a hold of or want to see or learn about. This convention is the place to do that and to make kind of the, the contacts so that long-term you can have access to the information that you need and the fish that you want. So these kinds of conventions are awesome. So if you're what Grand Rapids, is that, is that where it's at? Yeah. Grand Rapids, Michigan is where it takes place. I'm not going to be able to make it. I wish I could. I have to work that week, but, um, Anyone that's in that area and hasn't been to an ALA convention, I know a lot of those guys, they're good guys. And gals, and gals, there I go, being all patriarchal again, sorry, gals. Um, so head on out there if you have a hankering for live bearers, or if you're just in the area um, and you like fish, there'll be a lot of really neat information there, a lot of really good speakers. So check out the American Live Bear Association. I'll do another shout out for that a little later in the live stream uh, when other folks are here, but... Yeah, get you there if you're around. All right, let's see what I missed here. Um, doo -doo -doo. V Stag, hey, welcome, V Stag. Glad you're here. Dank's in the house. Welcome, Dank. <laughs> All right. HD Aqua, hey, welcome. Chief Hannibal, yo, yo. Is it Chief or Chef? I never, I never know. I'll have to look that up sometime. Two F's is one and then the other, right? I, I can never remember. Um, 
Tankiness says Dank. Good. For a sec there, Dank, I thought it said tanklessness. And I was like, no, Dank got rid of all his fish. What's going on? You can't be tankless. No. <laughs> hey, Sergeant. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I want to support any of those uh, clubs or associations at all and make sure people know about it. Thomas, good news. I got about 60 baby rams. So thank you for the advice. Bad news. Oh, my female applicant this day I died while I was changing their tank. Oh, no. So Thomas, was it like a jump out of the tank? Did she jump on you? I've also, I've also accidentally siphoned a fish up on occasion and damaged them that way once or twice through the years. Not frequently, but oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, hopefully you have some eggs or some babies. You still have a pair, though, right? I think. I, I can't remember. Hopefully you still have a pair. That's no good. I'm sorry to hear that. Lumpy dog in the house. Lumpy dog. Welcome to the house. <laughs> All right. Ah, chief and chef. Yeah, that's what it is. For some reason, Dank, I thought it was like two Fs. <laughs> like a college professor. I can't spell or read. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> Q Aquatics, what's up? Hey, Susie, welcome. Glad you are here. Chef Hannibal. Yep. All right. I wonder what Chef Hannibal's serving up there. <laughs> Must be delicious. Michael's here. Great. No pear anymore. Got a few fry. All right, Thomas. Hope you hope you can raise the fry up and get some more. If not, let me know. I've, I've still got some. Not a lot, but I've still got a few left. Um, Brandon Hewitt, what is the name of the molly with the red tail? Um, let's see here. I'm not sure. Is it a wild type molly you're talking about or is it a domestic variant? That'll, that'll kind of help me know what you're talking about. Thomas has two males left. Well, that doesn't do you a whole lot of good if you're trying to raise fish. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yep. Goes well with, with, with human flesh, right, Hannibal? <laughs> All right. Lisa, welcome. Good to see you here. All right. So everybody, um, I confess I don't have like a specific topic I wanted to talk about today. I wasn't able to get like a, a profile ready or anything like that um, because of the the secret thing I'm working on that I can't tell you about yet, but we're close. I think we're probably, we're probably two or three weeks out, maybe a month out from being able to announce what's going on, but it's been taking a ton of my time, but it's a cool thing. And I think you'll really like it when I can talk about it. You'll, you'll understand, but until then I didn't really prep anything. So I'm going to kind of rely on you guys heavily today for questions or comments or things that you want to know about or talk about. Um, but something I'm always interested in is, if anyone has any breeding projects going on, um, what are you trying to, to spawn or raise? Um, what spawned for you recently? If you're having any questions about hatching any kind of eggs or getting any kind of fish to spawn, um, that's something I can help out with often, not always, but often. And then anyone building a fish room or a system, I've done a lot of that, or just general aquarium fish questions I'm good for. Saltwater, I'm not your guy. Um, I've kept a few saltwater tanks, but never on my own, always at pet stores or wholesalers that I worked for. Um, it's uh, it's something that I, I love saltwater, but the, the maintenance and the the breeding is what really catches me on, and I can do more of that with freshwater fish. That's kind of what what I like about the hobby. But anyway, that's that's where I'm at this week. So we'll see how long we go. Um, hopefully we can get enough going that we can go for a little while. If not, it could be a shorter stream tonight. But I'm just glad you're all here. I, I appreciate the chance once a week to geek out on fish with you guys. Um, so thanks for being here. Um, all right. Michael, I don't think Dan has met Michael Trevino yet. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not in the flesh. No. Let me talk. Not a top, no topic. Free for all. Yep. Yep. Pile is, it's, it's going to be unorganized chaos. It's going to be like a family trip to uh, red lobster, right? That's what it's going to be like tonight. <laughs> Dan, Michael Trevino is an alien. Well, that might be why I haven't met him. <laughs> 
Chef Hannibal, just set up a 20 long shrimp tank thinking of endless endlers or guppies. Opinion? Yeah, um, for me, it's endlers. There's just something about um, the, I like them both. But endlers, there's just something about the neat patterns they get on the bodies and those vibrant colors that flash through on the body more so than most guppies that, that I really like. Um, so for me, it would be endlers. In fact, I have, I have, I'm working on a project right now with endlers, the Santa Maria endler. Let me, let me show you guys what this thing looks like. Um, now, if anyone out there has females of this species of this variant of endlers, I would love to hear about it. Here's what they are. These guys with the, the black tops and the orange bellies, um, the Santa Maria endler, they're, they're just gorgeous, I think. I really like them. And I was able to, I ordered 50 of them a while ago. I can't find them very often, but I was able to find 50 of them uh, from a wholesaler. I ordered them and they were all males, <laughs> of course. So what I've done is I've set them up with some tequila sunrise guppies and I got my first round of babies from those and I'm crossing those back to the Santa Maria's, to the males, and I'll see how many generations it takes before I can get something um, that, that is like a Santa Maria Endler again or, or something cool in that vein. Maybe it's a yellow and black fish. Maybe it's an orange and black fish. I'm not quite sure what I'll get, but I'm working on that project right now. And as I'm doing that, um, I'm getting a lot of... Uh, uh, fish in the spawns that aren't helping me in that project, but they're still really cool. Just these blow your mind like uh, crosses that are coming out that are just gorgeous. Um, most of them I can't use in the in the breeding project because they're not what I'm trying to breed for, but um, but they're still really cool. I've yet to see an ugly endlers, so for me it's endlers. Um, although guppies. Um, There are some guppies that are awesome, but in general, I think it's, it's endlers for me. Yep. Aquarium cup. Hello, officer. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Lumpy dog wanted to build an indoor pond, most likely using tough stuff. Uh-huh. 110 gallon tub. I got the perfect guppy strain for it. They have intense blue silver glow under led lights. That's awesome. Do you have a picture lumpy dog? Is that something that you could, you could share? I'd love to see that. Um, I don't know if it'll let you do it in chat, but, but hell, email it to me. I'd love to see that. Um, so are you going to plant that thing? Is it kind of like a standalone environment? I, I, I'm picturing like some floating plants and stuff and just letting them spawn and getting a colony going. Is that kind of what you're looking for? And, um, that color, I bet that looks good from the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably... That's probably why you're going with that strain if it's a pond type situation. Um, Thomas, rams are breeding like crazy for me. That's awesome. Got notho eggs. So any tips for those would be great. And Thomas likes endlers. <laughs> Apparently I have a female guppy because I got fried diamond. Got fry. Yep. Yep. Diamond tetras, trapdoor snails, and white clouds. Are you breeding diamond tetras? Or are you keeping them? If you're breeding those, Thomas, I'd love to hear about how you're getting the babies past the first like five days. Um, the diamond testers are pretty cool. And then did you end up pulling the eggs on the rams? Is that what you're doing to successfully incubate them? Or are you having luck with the parents raising them? They can be tricky. Um, advice for Nothos. Yeah, that's what that's what bred for Thomas this week. That's that's a great list, man. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. That's what rams, guppies and endlers maybe diamond tetras, snails, white clouds. So that's five, five, five fish species spawning in one week. Yeah, that's, that is a respectable week, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm using the hydrogen peroxide. Cool, that's great. Are you finding like the two milliliters per gallon dose to work for you or did you have to go different? Um, just curious. That's an exciting week. So a couple questions for you, Thomas. Um, Diamond tetras, are you having luck actually raising them um, after they spawn? Those babies are so tiny that I find it a challenge for sure. So that's question number one. 
started at one milliliter per gallon of the hydrogen peroxide. Okay, that was my next question, the hydrogen peroxide dosage. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Can anyone top that? Anyone got more than five species spawning this week? That would, that would be awesome. Probably not. That's a, that's a lot. All right, so what's going on with everyone else? Chief Anna, Chief, I, now it's in my head. <laughs> Chef Hannibal, hey, thanks, man. Chef Hannibal, super chat for $1.99. I appreciate that. And you're welcome. Any, anytime. Anytime. Thanks for the question. Gets the discussion going a bit. Michael, hey, Dan, I started doing live streams too. Oh, that's cool. When and where? Um, I mean, like, what time? <laughs> so if anyone wants more live stream action, Michael's doing it. You get some alien fish action, right? Thomas, I feed vinegar eels, infusoria, in rock bottom tank with tons of leaves. Okay, yeah, so you get like the infusoria growing on the leaves and stuff. Um, that's great. And then when can you start feeding other things? Do you switch to brine shrimp after about a week or so, or does it take you longer? I've never raised diamond tetras, and it's a species I'm curious about. Um, Michael, random, completely random. Yep. That's how, you, that's how you start. Yep. That's okay, man. So start random, get your technology working, get a feel for it, and then you can set a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone wants to get into Michael's live stream, you're going to have to set the alarm because you don't know when he's going on. <laughs> I remember doing that at first too, until I could finally find a time to settle in on. Yep. Um, let me dog. Uh-oh, Lumpy Dog's message, message has been held for review. <clears throat> Let's check it. Hang on. Oh, here we are. Great. It held it because, yeah, it didn't want cross-promotion. But here we go. Lumpy Dog says, check out Fish Room Update from April 8th on my YouTube channel, right at the five-minute mark of the video. Glowing guppies. I need to shoot better video, though. Cool. I'll do that. Um. Would you have any problem if I did that now and showed everyone on the stream? Um, let me know if I have your permission, I'll do that. If, if you don't want that, that's fine, I'll do it, I'll do it after the stream, but I kinda wanna look at them right now. I'm anxious to see these, these glowing guppies, no problem. Okay. So give me a sec here, I'm gonna find this. Let's look at these guppies that Lumpy Dog's got going on. Alrighty. Here we go. Hey, Lumpy Dog here. All well right. So just so y'all have something to look at, videos. And we are looking for which video here? The, oh yeah, I'll mute the volume. Yep, so we don't get the, the feedback. Tilapia, welcome, glad you're here. Um, five minute mark, April 8th, fish room update, okay. April 8th. So that was pretty recently. I'm going to guess it's this one. Let's see here. Let's see. Is this April 8th? Yep. Okay. Five minute mark. Let's check these out. So what we're doing here, guys, is Lumpy Dog got some new guppies and I want to see what they are. So we're going to take a look-see. Hopefully the quality's not horrible through the broadcast software that I'm using. Oh yeah, man, those are cool. If those are the ones, yeah, those are, check out how those glow from the top. Oh, those are cool. With that bright, bright, like spot right behind the dark head there. Oh yeah. Hey, Lumpy Dog, those are awesome. Yeah, those are going to look great from up top. That is great. Thanks for letting me share that. Those are good looking, man. Man, those are some good looking fish. And they'll look great from the top, too. Shining like that. That's really cool. Um, I assume I got the right ones. Let me know if those were wrong. But, yeah, those are definitely, like, glowing from the top. And that's, you know, most fish on the top aren't very colorful because... They don't want a kingfisher or some predator, like a bird looking down and seeing them. And so you get a lot of color on the sides 
but the top you don't get a lot and the bottom you don't get a lot because they don't want fish from the bottom, you know, going up and seeing them either. So that's pretty cool that they got them bred to glow on the top like that. You don't see that very much. Thomas, it's my first time doing them, the Diamond Tetras. So Thomas is breeding Diamond Tetras. It's his first time. I bought a trio at auction. Once they're free swimming, I grind up flakes for them. Cool. Awesome. Well, man, I hope you get a bunch. That's a, that's a cool fish. And they're fairly endangered, too, in their natural habitat, the Diamond Tetra. So Lumpy Dog, been working on this strain for a while. Still not breeding true. Peter, hey! Welcome, Peter. So everyone that joined us recently, um, let's go just, I'm going to take a quick minute to promote the American Live Bear Association. It's having their convention. Um, it's coming up in May, May 4th through 6th. It's in Grand Rapids. If you like live bearers at all, um, you're going to find out some awesome information here and get access to a bunch of fish that you won't be able to find anywhere else and a bunch of people that you won't be able to find anywhere else. So it's a good place to go find some cool fish, get some good information and make some connections, um, especially if you are a live bearer person. So if you're if you can get to Grand Rapids, if if you're anywhere within a day drive, there is no excuse, right? <laughs> but I hope I hope people go to that. Um, they're they're awesome folks. I know a lot of the folks there, and they're good people. So Lumpy Dog, do you have a name for that strain? The uh, the glowing back strain of Guppy that you're working on, and is it one you developed or is it one you you got and you're trying to refine? Just curious. Um, Thomas, I didn't know that. Um, not sure what that's in reference to, but if it's in reference to like the fish colors, yeah. Yeah, it's very rare to find a fish with a colorful top. Um, chef Hannibal, Lumpy and I want some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yep, those are awesome. So Lumpy Dog, Dog, when you do get that strain locked in, man, you're going to have people beating down your door for that. Uh, they'll look great in, in tubs or ponds or anything like that. Lumpy Dog, the, AL, the ALA convention is only two hours from me. Well, then you gots to go, right? You have to. You have to. <laughs> Janet Wittenberg Bachelor. Hi, Dan. Well, Janet Wittenberg Bachelor, hello and welcome. Welcome. Peter, Grand Rapids is the hometown to my mom's people. I can't make it, though. Wish I could. Yep. I haven't been yet. One day I'll make it there. Corey Boy Aquatics, Corey with a K, welcome. Glad you made it. Welcome to the stream. All right. Thomas, the Diamond Tetras being endangered. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they sure are. So if you, uh, I forget where they have the last little population. Is it Columbia? I believe so. Yeah. I believe that there's uh, a population left in Columbia, but for a while, they might even thought they were extinct, and then they found a small population left. Something like that. I don't remember the details of the story, but um, if anyone else knows, please inform. <laughs> but yep, Diamond Tetras have had a rough go. Um, Romaine Paul, I'm assuming it's Romaine and not Roman. So Romaine like the lettuce Paul. Hey, Dank, do you know if Jeffro is still going live tonight? Well, Jeffro's here. Let's ask him. Jeffro, are you going live tonight? Let us know. People wants to know. All right. So, Lumpy, can you, if you don't mind sharing, can you kind of tell us how long you've been working on that strain? And you don't have to tell us the base ingredients. That might be a top secret thing. But how long did it take you to develop that? Um, and how fixed is it? Is it like 50-50? Are you 75% yet? Um, so those that, those that don't know, a, a strain of guppies is considered fixed at, I believe, 90%. I think it's 90. It might be 95, but I think it's 90. So once um, 90 out of 100 of the babies look the same as the parents, um, is considered fixed. But it takes a long time to get it there. I think Jeff Rose still here. He might have he stepped out. I don't know. Thomas, I'd like to get some other hard water tetras. Yep, yep, there's some out there. And even if they aren't from hard water, most of the tetras that have been in the hobby for a long time, even if they're originally from soft water, they're gonna breed just fine in hard water. Not all of them, but um, 
a lot of them will. Peter Thiel, Diamond Tetris from Venezuela. Okay, it's it's Venezuela then. Yep. Jeff Rose, yes, I'm going live right after Dan. All right. So there you have it. There you have it. Um, Thomas Perkins from a lake. Um, yeah, I'd have to look that up. Corey Boy wants to know if I can spotlight spotlight the peacock gudgeons. Yes, Corey, I'll do that. I'll make that the, the next spotlight. Um, I don't have that one done yet, do I? Let me just double check. I think you're right. I don't think I've released that one yet. But let me just double check. Oh, no, I'll, I'll screw up what you guys are seeing if I do that. But yeah, I'll do peacock gudgeons. Um, I'll do that later this week or, or early next week before the next live stream. Sure. Um, they're an awesome fish. They are so, so, so beautiful. Turbo, yo, dude. Well, hey, Turbo, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, if you have any questions or comments, we're kind of uh, in a free flow format tonight. Anything goes as long as it's related to the aquarium fish hobby. Questions or comments of anything will, will go tonight. There's no, no topic. So chime in if you've got a question or a comment. Um, Lumpy Dog, I accidentally teased out the glowing guppies while crossbreeding metalhead dark blue Moscows with some mutt guppies. Ha- happy accident. Getting 50% true on males. All right, cool. Well, if you're already at 50%, um, that's good progress. That's good progress. You're probably only, what, a few more generations, three, four generations from, from getting up to 70, 75. So good for you. Uh, Thomas, I'm going to give Silver Tips another shot as soon as I get another stand built. I haven't bred the silver tips yet. Well, okay, I have. They bred in my tanks, but I've never raised silver tips. That's, I don't know if it's my favorite Tetra. It'd be hard to pick a favorite Tetra, but the silvers are awesome. Silver tips are good looking fish. Lumpy Doug, one generation on generation, only generation four of lion breeding right now. Okay, so in four generations, you got to 50% true. Four more, you might get up to 75 or so. So yeah, cool. Corey boy, thanks. When when I get my fish room up, I plan to buy some from you. Great. Um, if I still have them then, then you're welcome to them. Um, people are buying them though, so I don't have a lot left. I've probably only got a dozen or so left right now. But um, I hope you get your room up. I hope you can buy some. If you can't get them from me though, they're around. Um, peacock gudgeons are a fish that you can find generally around, so that shouldn't be a problem. Lumpy dog, mature silver tips are gorgeous. Yeah, the males get that kind of orange uh, sheen to them. That Not sheen, sheen implies just iridescence. That orange color to them. And just the group in like a, a room where just the tank's lit and you get all those flashing dots going around in a big school, they're awesome. Tetras done right are generally a big school though. Uh, most of them, they just don't show well singularly, but get a big group of them and they look awesome. Um, Michael, wow, Michael Trevino set me up with a $20 super chat. That's great. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, so the question is, what's your favorite Pleco? And there's, I've got like three different answers to that, which I know is not fair, but the first one for just like utility in a fish room, uh, for one that's simple to keep and does a good job keeping algae down and is hardy and easy to breed and fun and all that stuff. It's, it's the bushy nose um, and probably a good yellow albino bushy nose, not long fin. I'm not a big fan of the long fin. I don't think it's cruel or anything. I mean, keep long fins. Great. If you like them, keep them, but um, it's not my aesthetic, the big flowing fins. So I like a, a bushy nose, short fin, any variety, wild type, red, um, green, albino, whatever, but probably albino is my favorite of those. For, so for utility, it's those. And then the other one of like kind of the fancy plecos, the more fancy type wild type plecos, I guess you could call them, is probably a good gold nugget pleco. And the reason that's probably my favorite is because I'll never forget when I saw my first one. It was in the 90s. I was at a wholesaler in, in Sacramento, California. And up to that point, 
The only plecos I was aware of were the common plecos. So um, my fish godfather, Jim Forche, takes me to this wholesaler and we're looking in the tanks and I see this gorgeous gold nugget pleco and it blew my mind because I had no idea at that time that there was anything besides a common pleco. I was a teenager at the time. So that impression has never really left me. And I just think their color scheme is still to this day, I think they're gorgeous. So I guess just two answers, gold nugget for kind of the fancies um, and then bushy nose for kind of utility, just for everyday use, if you will, <laughs> in the fish room. You can't beat bushy nose. Um, but thanks again for the super chat. And how about you, Michael? What's your favorite? And what are you keeping in, in the Pleco realm, if you have any? Um, Therese, about that. Let's see here. I missed a comment from Bajan, Bajan Aquarium. I have a couple guppy breeding projects. I've crossed female sunset. Um, I should know what my Riff is, but I don't. With a full red male and got some awesome looking fry. Then I picked the best five fish to breed. I mean, that's how strains are developed. Um, and with guppies and endlers, there's so many different colors and patterns and fin types that is kind of endless, the kinds of strains. But yeah, you get, you cross a few and then you, you just line breed from there, right? And you, you set that strain and you move from there. So that's awesome, Bajan. Um, if you have pictures or if you've got a video of any of those, I'd love to see those as well. Lumpy Dog. Any videos? Yeah, so we all want to see them. <laughs> Bajan, we all want to see him if you've got pictures or, or what have you. Corey boy, right on, thanks. Well, right on, you're welcome. Kang Lee, hi, Peter. Hey, Kang, welcome. Glad you're here. Peter Thiel. 20 George is pretty nice. I should know what that is, Peter, but I have lost the thread of what, that, what we're talking about. So if that was for, for me, Please clarify. Um, Lumpy Dog, Ken, how are those koi guppies doing? I'd love to crossbreed some of those females into my lines. Um, Peter, koi's are magic. Yeah, koi angels are beautiful. Koi guppies are beautiful. Koi koi are beautiful, right? Yep. Sergeant Tang, the ancestral species BN albino. Music to my ears. Yep. There we go, getting all formal. Uh, this is ancestral. Ancestral species BN albino. Yep, I love them. Um, I love a good short fin albino. Yep. Steampunk. Having Claudophora. Algae problems. Can't get rid of it. Tried a monos. Tried black mollies. Nothing working. Um, I'm going to have to look up real quick which form of algae that is. Just give me half a second. Um, don't know what the common name is, and I probably know it better from the common name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, does somebody know how we can help steampunk out? I've never found a fish that eats that stuff well. It's like that really stringy kind that if it's in the current just creates this long string. It's almost like java moss if it didn't have the leaves on it. If it was just the strands, thin strands like that. Steampunk, if that's if I've got right the kind of algae you're asking for, I've never been able to get rid of it. Um, luckily, I don't have it right now. But when I was in Santa Barbara, I got some java moss and it came in on it. And I never found a way to get rid of it. Um, and it, it was horrible because it invaded my moss so much. So I don't have a good answer for you. If anyone does, I would love to know what it is. And, and I'd like to help steampunk out if we can, please. So let us know. Oh, there's another super chat I've got to get to. Um, my, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Michael hit me again. Oh, no, you're not going to. This is like mile high all over again. <laughs> Michael Trevino, this is a 20, George. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Thanks for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, it's always nice when I get them. Um, I've got a lot of expenses on this fish room, so anything helps. But, but guys, please know you never have to give a super chat. I'm, I'm not here asking for that. But when I get them, it does make me feel good. It helps out a little bit. 
makes it so that uh, I can justify to my wife doing this a little bit more. But mostly it's just nice to know that people appreciate what's going on. A little affirmation every now and then. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, never required, but always appreciated. Um, <laughs> so Peter was commenting on the nice super chat. All right. I get it now. Thanks. <laughs> um, Bob, late again. Sorry. Well, Bob, you are tardy to class. Off to the principal with you. I don't know what else to say, man. <laughs> it's not a problem, Bob. I'm just glad you're here when you can be. Michael, laughing my you know what off. Look up Mile High Plecos and you can see mine. <laughs> um, Kengli, they are doing good. I got more that I imported because I love them. Yep. I assume we're talking about the uh, the koi guppies there. Oh, no, he is doing it. <laughs> Michael, screw that mile high guy. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. And you're not even asking me to dance. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Cory Boy Aquatics, because I can. Well, hey, Michael, Cory Boy, thanks for the super chats. I appreciate it. Again, never required. Always appreciated. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, both of you. <laughs> and Michael, <laughs> that's awesome. Screw that mile high guy. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So back to some comments here. Wait, am I missing something? Is Michael Trevino just mile high with a different name? Is that what's going on? I'm, I'm an idiot, right? That's what's going on, right? <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I thought, I was like, I, I didn't get that at all. Now I do. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hey, I can tell you have fun with it. That's what matters, right? <laughs> so back to steampunk's, <laughs> steampunk's problem um, with the algae. I'm going to scroll down and see if anybody has a good answer so we can maybe help steampunk out. Um, And then I'll go back and start back at the, up there. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Rose, $9.99. Thank you, Jeff Rose, for the super chat. What is up, Dan and Fish Fam? I had an impulse buy yesterday. Got some Neon Dwarf Garamond. I've never kept them. Do you know much about breeding them? Thanks for any info. Neon Dwarf Garamond? I, I don't assume you're asking about Neon Dwarf Garami. Hang on, I'm going to have to look at what that is. I don't think I know about it because I don't even know if I know what that is. is it like a Garamundi or something? Hang on. I'm looking. Let's look here. I'm not sure. Um, Jeff Rose, I'm not sure what a Neon Dwarf Garamund is, so I guess I can't help you out. Um, let me just check something else. I want to help you if I know that by another name or something. Garamund fish. I'm guessing that was a typo. Am I wrong? Um, dwarf Garami. Okay, there we go. I was like, I was, I've never heard of that. I was killing myself trying to Google that. Dwarf Garamis. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. So you got to, let me read this again. What is up, Dan and Fish Fam? I had an impulse buy yesterday. Got some neon dwarf Garamis. I've never kept them. Do you know much about breeding them? Thanks for any info. Yeah, they're actually really, really simple fish to breed. Um it's, it's basically you want a tank, say a 10 gallon, get a tank, 
with the sponge filter in a corner that isn't going very fast. This is just for breeding, not for maintenance. Um, and then get some floating plants in there. And they like to build their bubble nest up in floating plants. They like to take bits of the plant pieces and stick them in the bubbles and things like that. And they'll spawn pretty much like a um, bed of splendens. Um, I believe on the neon dwarf garamis, the eggs float, so it's easier. I could be wrong, but I think I, re I, think I remember that, uh, that the eggs actually float. So it's a lot easier on the male to keep the eggs up in the nest. And then basically it's raising the fry like betta splendens, like the, the common betta or fighting fish or Siamese fish, whatever you want to call them. Um, and the, the challenge with those, just like with the bettas, is that the babies are tiny. So you put them together. Once they're done, remove the female. Once the fry are free swimming, like not just darting around erratically and sticking to stuff, but like free swimming, um, then remove the male, and then you have to feed the fry. And it's like infusoria, rotifers, small live foods are what you'll have the most success with. So the challenge there is just raising the fry due to their size. So that is a fish where it, I don't think you can really artificially incubate them. You do have to kind of rely on the male to do that work. Um, but it's almost like breeding a, a, a betta. So that's what I have for you on that. Um, yeah, the only other thing I, I guess I would say about the dwarf garamis is they're pretty prone to a virus. And so if you can get a spawn out of them and raise those babies up, um, then I would keep those babies separate from the parents so that there's less likelihood that that gets passed on to those babies, because there's a very high likelihood that the, that the garamis are, are carriers of this virus, which uh, sometimes is, is pretty, pretty detrimental. So I would just add that note if you're trying to breed them and maybe raise them for generations. Um, all right, let's go back up to the chat, see what we missed. Um, all right. Okay, <laughs> back up before Michael Trevino or Mile High or whatever he's been called today. It <laughs> got things going. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Michael Trevino, free plug. Yes, yes. <laughs> Corvus is in the house. Um, <laughs> uh, Thomas, Sultan Plecos are on my list. It's going in 25 biotope. Yeah, they, they are beautiful. Um, my 100 Hannibal. Just got a vampire Pleco, my new favorite. Yeah, I like a vampire too, um, for sure. Michael Trevino still has no idea who I, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little slow on the uptake. What can I say? I do this after the, after the end of a long day working. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not here to think guys. I'm <laughs> my brain is shut off. <laughs> so you can sneak a lot by me, obviously. Um, okay. The dollar bill is a George. Yeah. See, I'm just, I, I don't know how I didn't know that I'm not up on the street slang, I guess. Well, I'm in Wyoming. Let's be real. I, there's a lot. I don't, if it's happened since 2011, I probably haven't heard about it because I've been here since 2011. Um, Sergeant Take Pets. Michael, you changed your name like under times. Okay, now we're back. So Peter says, Kangli Koi Guppies are amazing. See his channel. Okay, I'll check it out. I, I have checked his website out, but I haven't, or his uh, channel out, but I, I haven't looked at the Koi Guppies. Danny, you don't understand. Kangli has Koi Guppies that are nicest guppies I've ever seen. Nothing like them. All right, I will have to check them out for sure. Thomas Perkins says that Siamese algae eaters eat that algae. Okay, so steampunk. Um, Thomas is saying that Siamese algae eaters might eat that algae you're having the problem with. And they might. I never tried them when I had the outbreak. So hopefully that could work for you. Just a word of caution. Make sure you get the true Siamese algae eater. Um, most pet stores sell Siamese algae eaters and they aren't necessarily the right species. So make sure you, you get the true Siamese algae eater. Um, 
or you can have some real aggression issues. Bob Clater. <clears throat> in one of my 55s, I have Geos, beautiful, Acaros, awesome, Severums, great. A few of them today have developed white, hazy areas. Oh no, starting at the center of their eyes. They eat and appear fine, otherwise water parameter is good. Um, so Bob, uh, water parameters was my question. And I would recommend even if they're good, well, it depends on how much you already change the water. Um, I don't know what your maintenance schedule is, but if you're doing it once every two weeks, I would step that up to once a week. If you're doing it once a week, I would do it twice a week, something like that, at least until this clears up. If this is a, a tank that's been set up for a long, long time, and this is the first time you're having this problem, then everything you're doing is probably fine. It's probably a fluke. And um, I would just step up the water changes a bit while they're getting over this. The other thing that can help, depending on the cause, is I, I think it would be a good idea to add some broad spectrum antibiotic in there. Um, you could use oxytetracycline or you could use erythromycin um, without like actually getting uh, a medical professional to identify the exact bacteria you have or, or virus that you have. It's probably bacteria though. And, um, and do some kind of test to figure out exactly which medicine will take care of it. Then our best guess is broad spectrum antibiotics. So oxytetracycline or urethromycin, either of those are generally pretty good place to start. Um, so I'd keep the water extra clean, even though the parameters say they're good and do those antibiotics. And hopefully if you are catching it early, hopefully you can nip that in the bud and, um, and get that taken care of. If you don't have um, plants in the tank, then a little bit of salt can work too. Um, I hesitate to give a dosage because I haven't had to use it in so long. And every time I have to use it, I, I have to go look it up. So I would check out the fish doctor's channel on, on his dosages for using salt. And that just helps them. Uh, what that does is sometimes salt's difficult on the, it can help combat the parasite or the bacteria or whatever. In this case, probably bacteria that you have going on. But more likely what it's going to do is just help the fish not expend energy, keeping its osmotic pressure regulated. So if there's a little salt in the water, it keeps the fish in a more, uh, it keeps the balance. Okay. How, it keeps the gradient between the salinity of the fish itself and the water surrounding it more equal because there's a little salt in the water surrounding the fish. So the fish doesn't have to work so hard to keep up its osmotic status and that saves it energy, which it can then use to help fight the, um, the infection, the bacteria that's going on. So that would be my advice. Um, if anyone else has had this issue and found something that worked, please chime in. Let's give Bob some ideas. But for me, it's clean water, um, broad spectrum antibiotic in a little salt. And I hope that works. If, if it's not an established tank, if it's not a tank that's been up and going for a long time, and that this is like a thing that is happening that never happens, if then you might need to change something in your normal schedule. So maybe we haven't found the right balance yet. Maybe we need to up our water changes a bit or cut our food a bit just to be double sure that the water's crystal clear um, as far as ammonia and nitrites go. And nitrates as well. You don't want a severe buildup of nitrates. Even though they're not as toxic as the others, you get enough of them and it's hard on the fish. So those are my thoughts, Bob. I, I hope they help. If anyone else has anything else, please chime in. Um, Bajan, at Lumpy Dog, he's going to post a video. Okay, cool. So if you want to see Bajan's strain of guppies, then he'll post a video tomorrow and we can all check him out. Lumpy Dog, uh, done. Okay, cool. Um, Kengli. That's, you guys are too nice, says Kengli. You're too nice. <laughs> Viola. Hello. Welcome, Viola. Glad you made it. Corey Boy, how long does it take for Aptos to grow out from fry? Aptos, did you mean a... 
Pistos. Let me see if an Aptos is something I just don't know. Yeah, I don't think it is. Um, Corey boy, I could be wrong, but I think there was a typo there. And I, I'm wondering if you're talking about Epistos, but if you could clarify, then we can help you. Thomas, about a month and a half. Oh, Thomas knew what he was talking about. All right, that took care of that. We're getting to the, uh, <laughs> I finally caught up with Michael Trevino, AKA Mile High Pleco, AKA whatever else is uh, shenanigans here. So that's where I'm at. Um, Sergeant Tanks. Trevor always dropping the super jackets. Yep, it's it's appreciated. Thank you. Um, Janet, sorry, I got to go buffering too much. We'll catch replay. Oh, it is? Is it buffering for everybody else? Um, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom real quick and see if I've got a problem with the stream. So, folks, let me know... Um, if you're having buffering issues, it sounds like Janet was. So I'm just going to wait for a sec. Thomas is good. Okay. Well, if other people are good, then it wasn't this. It wasn't on my end. So um, if you're watching the replay of this, uh, Janet, I'm I'm sorry you had the issue. Looks like looks like it's not something on my end. Uh, hope it catches up and you can enjoy it later. Um, oh, I missed a super chat. Looks like. Bob Clater, 20 bucks. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. Now, now I really hope that the, uh, that the advice helps. Oh, and there's more down here. Bob, I do water changes two times a week. Okay, every week, Wednesday and Saturday. Wondering if I should use antibiotic or antifungal. Nothing is new to this tank for months. Weird. Antibiotics and salt. Thanks. Yeah, I would, haziness on the eye, um, I would go for antibiotic. Now, Please understand, Bob, that this is just trying to trying to help. Um, I'm not a fish doctor. I'm not a fish vet. I'm just going off the experience I've had with my fish. But in my experience, what works best for like hazy eyes is is antibiotics and clean water, a little salt. Yep. Hope it works, man. And something else, Bob, maybe cut the food by about half just for a while till they recover. Um, just to keep that water extra clean for a couple weeks. And it sounds like the tank's been set up for a while. So yeah, that's a tough one. Um, all right. So catching up here, <laughs> everybody's enjoying Mile High's, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Michael Trevino's shenanigans. <laughs> Yeah, it took me a while, but I figured it out. Steampunk, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Thomas. We'll try uh, SAEs. Uh, right now, using peroxide, yeah, but I'm losing a battle. Three tanks out of 12 infected. Yeah, um, that's tough. Once it gets in there, I could never get rid of it. In fact, I, I might suggest that you just, just get those three tanks, get it all out of there. I hate to even say this, but if, if you're a planted guy and that this could get in all the rest of your tanks, you might have to like kind of sterilize those three and, and start them again. Um, Cause even the South, the um, Siamese algae eaters, they're not going to eradicate it completely. They might help control it, but I don't think they'll be able to eradicate it completely. And anytime you use a net or anything and then move to another tank, I mean, eventually it's going to get in the other tanks. I I mean, maybe I'm just being a doom and gloom guy right now, but if you're like a planted guy and you have great plants in all 12 tanks and three are infected, odds are it's going to get to the other ones sooner or later. So it might be worth just sterilizing those three and kind of starting over. Um, I know that's drastic, but that stuff's insidious. Michael. Now I know how he truly thinks of Mile High. <laughs> I just I just loved how you were like, screw that Mile High guy. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, Jeff Rose, Dwarf Grommy. Okay, I already talked about that. Um, <laughs> Lumpy Dog. Um, okay, asking Jeff Rose some questions. 
Way to confuse him, Jeff. Yep. It's easy to do. Easy to do. Um, all right, Sergeant Tank. Michael, a.k.a. Trevor, a.k.a. Mile High, a.k.a. Mile High Plecos, a.k.a. Trevino, a.k.a. Michael Trevino. <laughs> Many aliases the Mile High guy has. Yep. <laughs> I'm a man child of many names. All right. Yep. I think it's great. I think it's great. You got to find ways to have fun, right? Well, you're doing it. That's for sure. <laughs> Let me dog. Do you folks have personal pagers yet out in Wyoming? <laughs> How about Walkman? <laughs> no, man, we're still with like uh, carrying our stereos up on our shoulders. Um, steampunk. Just got nerite snails, but it looks like they are not interested in the algae. Might be time to bleach. Anyone ever bleach a tank? Yep, lots of times. I hate doing it every time because you lose the entire cycle. The entire ecosystem goes down. Um, just so you know, you might bleach is great. You can use it, no problem. Hydrogen peroxide, I think, is even better just because um, it doesn't have that smell that you can get. Like if you bleach it out in your house, your house will smell like bleach for two days. So it doesn't have that smell. And then once the hydrogen peroxide breaks down, the waste products, waste is just oxygen and water. So it's a really, really safe thing that once it's broken down, it's not toxic at all. So, but yeah, I've, I've done it lots of times. I hate doing it. Um, but sometimes I have to, usually for me, it's if I get a disease, like if I, if I ever get Aramonis, I'm sorry, but that tank is getting sterilized. Um, <laughs> Michael, people from Wyoming are strange. Well, now everyone in Wyoming is going to hate me because <laughs> I'm misrepresenting. Oh, well, I can't win. Um, Jeff Rose, steampunk. I have before. It's kind of last resort. Yep, I've got a video on it, but I use more bleach than I really needed to. Yep, like a quarter cup of bleach in a 10-gallon tank is more than enough if you're going to use bleach. In the same dose with hydrogen peroxide, it's plenty. Rebel Reefer, what's up, Dan? Glad I can catch the live stream. Glad you're here. You missed some fun, uh, Rebel. You missed you miss some, uh, some shenanigans, but, but you can catch up on that <laughs> when, when this is posted. Um, Bob, oh, we already read that. Steampunk at Jeff Rose. Check it out. The video on bleaching the tank. Don't want to, but wow, man, it's out of control. Yeah, it's insidious stuff. That stuff's horrible. So I might want to mention here, um, and this isn't at you, Steampunk, by any means. This is just, it's brought, this conversation about the algae problem has brought it to my mind. Um, we, we're getting a lot better in this hobby, I think, about sterilizing our sterilizing, quarantining our fish, right? We're pretty good. We know that we need to quarantine our fish. Um, otherwise, we could spread disease and bring stuff into our, our systems that we don't want. But I don't feel like we really quarantine our plants. And I think that's something that could be hugely beneficial. A couple reasons. One, if you're a fish breeder like myself, I always quarantine my plants because I don't want hydra. Um, if you don't quarantine your plants, you're almost guaranteed that you're eventually going to get hydra in them, in your aquariums from the plants, and they're going to eat your fry, and they'll eat the baby brine shrimp and the food that you put in to feed your fry. And in a matter of days, you can just have this whole aquarium, if you have fry in there you're trying to raise, just covered with hydra, and all your fry are dead. They've been eaten by the hydra. So I always quarantine plants um, and treat them for hydra, before I introduce them to my system because I don't want hydra. But in the same vein, um, you can get, you know, those different algaes and all those things. If you, if you keep the plants in their own tank, say for a month or so, um, isolate them, then, then you'll notice if there's any pest algaes or anything growing in them before you introduce it to your main system. So um, just something to keep in the back of our minds, I think, that we do pretty well with fish these days. I think we're more aware of that and how to do that than we were a few years ago. But plants, I feel like we still um, don't do a, don't usually quarantine. So something to think about. Um, Jeff Rose, 
no buffering here. Everyone's good. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Seabunk, it's the Russians. I'm not going to touch that one. Um, I'm going to lose a lot of Fissidens moss. Oh, I'm sorry. That's no good. That's no good. Lumpy Dog. Questions tease out Kyle from Lurker Mode. Yep. Yep. Oh, and there he is. <laughs> Welcome, Kyle. Glad you're here. And Kyle, thanks for being here from like the beginning, man. I appreciate you uh, sticking around. I appreciate it. Papa Doubles. Hey, another one. Another long time or Papa Doubles. Um, all right. I think we're at the bottom of the stream here. Let's see here. You can peroxide a tank too. Yep. Talked about that. Kills duckweed too. I do bladder snails are the devil. Oh, I love them. But, but they can become... One thing about bladder snails is... Um, I did put snails, I keep them in all my aquariums basically to keep algae down and eat waste and stuff. But I, I put them in with my black worm cultures too. And every now and then I'll get such a huge population of snails that they outcompete the black worm cultures. So I have to really be careful about that. So yeah, they are, they're insidious for sure. Um, steampunk, totally agree with that, Dan. Cloud algae. Came in with moss off a friend. Trust nobody, lol. Yep. And they might not, not even know. Um, I'm sure I passed stuff to people in plants that I didn't know I had because in my environment, it, it wasn't like dominant. It, it was kept under control, but then maybe it went into someone else's tank that had different parameters or a different environment. And it was like, hey, we love this. And, you know, just exploded. It happens despite the best intentions. All right. So, um... I'm going to, we've been going for a little over an hour now. I've reached the bottom of the chat. So this is the point where I say, if you have a question or a comment, um, then now is the time to post it. Before we go though, two things. First, um, the ALA convention is coming up. The uh, American Library Convention in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's May 4th through 6th. 4th through 6th. My diction's horrible right now. So if you can get to that, if you're within a day's drive of that, um, I would highly, highly recommend it. You're going to see fish there that you won't see anywhere else. You're going to have information there you can't get anywhere else. And you're going to meet people that you can add to your to your hobby network. And um, it just enriches your your knowledge and your relationships in the hobby and your access to fish in the future. And you're going to see lots of really, really neat domestic live bears like guppies and platies and sword tails and stuff. But you're also going to have a chance to see some really cool wild type stuff, some goodyids, wild type swords, um, all kinds of stuff that you only see pictures of. This is the place to see it in person. And if you have the habitat set up or whatever to, you know, try them for yourself. So check that out. Um, the other thing is Jeff Rose is, oh yeah, he's, yeah, I got your back, Jeff Rose, no worries. So Jeff Rose is going to go live as soon as we're done here. So I'd encourage everyone to head over to Jeff Rose channel um, so we can continue the party over there. Um, it's Jeff Rose fish keeping for those that might not know. And so let me read the last couple comments here and then I'm going to shut her down and we'll head over to Jeff Rose. So uh, let's see here. Thomas, I keep trapdoor, red rams, horn, assassins, Malaysian trumpets, snails. I love snails, just hate bladder snails. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I mean, they can just dominate. I hear you. I hear you. Um, Steampunk, thanks for the informative answers. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Um, fingers crossed that it actually does you some good. Um, it's a tricky hobby. Sometimes what works for one person just doesn't work for the other, but hopefully you get something there that can help. Candy, sorry I missed the stream, bad signal. Coming home from Denver, drive by you. Oh, Dan, about when you went live. Oh, shoot, Candy. I've been looking for your email, by the way, all week since last Wednesday to see if we could uh, get you over here. But if you're already passed, well, if you're still in the neighborhood, you're welcome to come, but you're an hour past, so you're already, what, halfway to... Yeah, you're already halfway to Billings if that's on your route. So we'll catch you. We'll catch you next time, Candy. All right. Have a good night, says Peter. 
Kyle, when are you going live, Mr. Wild World? Bob Clater, added Melifix <clears throat> specific for cloudy eyes. And half the recommended dose of salt. If they do, okay, I'll up salt tomorrow. Thanks again, Dan. You're welcome, Bob. Um, just so you know, um, Melikic, Melifix and Pemafix are, in my water conditions, um, they've always acted more as a salve than a medicine, if that makes sense. So if after a while they still aren't recovering, you might want to switch to an actual antibiotic. Um, so although some people with their different parameters, they swear by Melifix. So if it works for you, great. But if after a few days you haven't noticed improvement, you might want to consider switching to oxytetracycline or erythromycin. But I do hope it works for you. All right. So on that note, let's head over to Jeffro's Fish Keeping. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here. We'll be back next Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Mountain Time. And um, hopefully I'll have a, a topic prepared. <laughs> anyway, I'll see you guys over at Jeffro's. Bye-bye.